Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in welcome between. Welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast. That's very I'm pretty. Glad you're here. We really like you a lot. Thanks for listening. And don't let this song push you away. I was trying to think of a song and I don't even know. And your children, and their children, and generations. And I don't know the blessing, but I'm going to try. I like the headbang. That's your mm-hmm. Pentecostal worshiping right there, my friend. Yeah. Uh, if there were more than one of us here, we would have just done the wave. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Just. Yep. That's not this. Wait, maybe. I don't know. Welcome to our brains. And how they neglect to function at times. Mine neglects to function a lot. I've learned that uh, I pretty much operate in uh, autopilot mode. And then when a real problem comes up, I'm like, oh, no, I have a headache because I've got to think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the kind of person, for example, you'd want in the military that's like, all right, here's a problem. Solve it now. You have two minutes or you're dead. Like, like I guess we're dead. So, <laughs> Well, it's been nice knowing you. Way to give up. Uh, <laughs> losers. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this episode will be the last episode in the coronavirus uh, episodes that we're talking about currently. Uh, we've talked about personal uh, reflections upon this. Talked about the church and the spiritual things that we've learned from it, as well as the uh, how bad apparently we all are at adapting to going online and <laughs> what it looks like when we're going to come back. Now, we're going to touch, I think it would be no understatement to say, a vast ocean of a generalized topic here, which would be what in the world that would be those that are far from Christ, uh, the governmental systems, um, what can they learn about this? Can you sum that up in five words, please? They're all going to no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they are not in control. Oh, I didn't see that wasn't practice, guys. I need you to know <laughs> that was off the top Great of the head. Point. That was a time when the brains worked. <laughs> all right. No, that's true. Not in control. I think we we touched on this before that uh, I don't think anyone except someone entirely arrogant would say, hey, I'm on top of this still. I've still got a handle on the situation. Like I'm in control of all things. Like there's people that might be able to say, you know, I can move the pieces around, but you're still just adapting to the situation. I'm not in that position of any sort of control of that matter. But uh, I don't think anybody can be like, nope, no, I got it. I'm, I, I'm in control. Yeah, I, I think that the – so things like 9-11, when that all happened, I think that there are plenty of people who um, maybe thought they knew God in their head who uh, quite honestly maybe still – don't know God, but who knew enough 
because they were created by God. We knew enough when that happened to go, God help, right? Um, and I think uh, Romans 1 really deals with that very thing. And, and that there's something innate in humans, period, doesn't matter who you are. There's something built in that we just get because we were created by that one creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stamped it in us and on us and he made us in his image. And so there's no, there's no getting around the fact that there is a God and that you're not him. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and things like 9-11 things like the flu of whenever that was 1918 uh, the, the flu of 1918 that everyone talks about right now um, and the coronavirus COVID-19 this stuff that's been going on right now nothing uh, nothing like this happens um, uh, this is a big wake up call I think like that's that's really the bottom line there are going to be um, many people, I think, that if they don't show up in church when that opens up, like last time we talked just briefly about um, the surge that might happen a little bit within churches. Um, if you're not one of those folks who, you know, just dive right into Christianity or whatever, you're probably at least on some level, unless you're just a very select few, on some level, you're going to be going, there's got to be something more than uh you know like this is this is a big deal this rocked me i can't depend on my job uh really i I can't depend on everything being like like you alluded to the last time i can't depend on everything continuing on forever as it has Mm -hmm. right newsflash i'm a united states marine former right i i um, got out of the marine corps in 2010 and i'm a patriot I love this country. Uh, I went to Afghanistan for this country, but this country is Rome, right? Like at some point, this isn't going to be the highest superpower on the planet. It's just a fact. And for all of you left behind people, that doesn't mean that Jesus is coming next week, right? It's just another train wreck country that falls away from God and the long history of train wrecked countries that fall away from God. And so um, this, this, I think, is a time... Uh, one of the things that Satan is going to do here is um, uh, there's going to be a, a group of folks who don't get anything spiritual from this, but instead who get a, yeah, when humanity really bands together, we accomplish great things, right? And that's what they'll get from this. Um, there's a certain governor of a certain state that basically said that exact same thing. Okay. Well, did you not, do you not, do you not hear that? No, look, you know what, as, as uh, a pastor and leader here, I've basically been trying to take in, um, not the Q&A even, but Trump's stuff mm-hmm. as much as I can, maybe f- three or four times a week I get to hear that. Yeah. And then our governor's, our governor's stuff, because the rest of the time I'm video editing now. So, um, <laughs> but no. Wait, somebody... I, I won't bring it up because it's not important for the whole thing, but to, to connect to the exact thing you just said, that has already been said by certain people in certain places of power that we mm-hmm. banded together. We did this. God had nothing to do with it. Well, and, and you know, um, on some level, right. Um, I will submit 
to the fact that when humanity actually does work together and band together, great things happen, right? It's not void of God, however, because humanity was created in God's image. And so even the unbeliever, the good that you see in an unbeliever, the, the pure motives from time to time that you see in an unbeliever when they're helping someone else out, that stuff simply reflects the creator. Mm -hmm. um, it is not void of the creator. So anyway, I, I think that the, the big takeaway from this is that you are not in control of literally anything. You can do all the preparing you want. You can do the 401ks. You can build a bunker in your backyard. You can, dude, that TV show, Preppers, uh -huh. has become one of, like, when I turn on our Netflix, it's one of the trending things all the time now. And <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I, I turned it on, right? And I got through maybe four minutes of the first one. And I think maybe maybe it's because of the Marine Corps a little bit or something, but like I've watched this and I'm like, this Joker's dead. It, and, and, <laughs> like, this isn't going to work, man. You score up all the ammo you want, bro. Um, but anyway, that was a huge sidestep. But you can, you can do all the preparation that you want to do, right? And the 401ks and all that stuff. Oh, newsflash, look at the economy right now. Look yeah. at the stock market right now. Like you can't put your faith in anything that's in your control, period. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and that would be the biggest thing. And that's a lot of the conversations I've had with people is that I think what the world can learn from this, and this is just conversations I've had with unbelievers, that there is this assumption and we talked about this in April's podcast, the number, the, the, the first one, the total depravity. There's, there's this assumption in people's lives, especially in America. Now, I don't know if this translates in other parts of the world, but I would say probably most first world countries would have this same idea that, you know, innately people are good. Innately life will keep going on as good as it has always gone with slight ups and downs. But um, there isn't a prevailing idea that if everything around us collapse, like there's this idea that we would figure out a way to make it through, right? Um, and in part, like you said, I think that there would, you know, because we do have this idea of God built into us, there is this innate good in people. But even the best of people that I know that, that don't believe in Jesus would eventually say that if it comes down to it, like, I'm going to kill you for your food. Like that's, that's just the idea. That's just where they eventually, if you push them, they land. Um, so all of that to say is that you're not in control and you are always for yourself when the rubber meets the road. Like, so if you take away all of the good that Rome provides, right? So the healthcare and the paycheck and the grocery stores, and you say, that's all gone. Like, I think that at that point, people finally realize that, oh, I'm not in control of anything at all, at, yeah. at all. Like you're not in control of it. Uh, one of the best uh, examples of this, I think, is what my brother gave me because he was in the Marines as well. He came back from doing food do drops in Pakistan whenever they had all those floods. Mm -hmm. And he said that you, you want to see humanity like what we are at our core. You are on a ship dropping food to people that are starving to death in a country that that's all that's the only way they're going to get it. And he said, I mean, people were fighting. They were sending little kids in there to get it because they were smaller and they could get in there quicker. Like that that's that's humanity at its core when like the rubber meets the road like so, so they're not lining up 
to help each other out. Like they don't have control of it and they know it. And so I think that's what the world can learn is that we're not prepared for it and we're not in control. So what can the learn world learn that it might not is that there is somebody that is in control of everything. And that's the Jesus we're talking about. And I think even though going back to April's podcast, though you may disagree with that theology, um, I think that there, there's a reality in there that states that, you know, God is in control of all things. And what I've seen, especially as far as the Christian side, I know we're talking about the world, but there's a lot of people trying to make God like they're trying to make, like trying to work out the, well, no, he's really, you know, he's, they're trying to explain away parts of God's attribute to try to make him nicer when he doesn't need to be defended. We just need to realize that this God is in control of all things, even the coronavirus. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I think that scripture addresses, that's kind of what I've been uh, doing right here is like scripture addresses. If you're not familiar with it, um, everything uh, in some way, I mean, it just does. And um, we, we talked briefly about Romans one when we did the Q and A and did the homosexuality topic. Uh, but Romans one also, uh, it, it just read one, uh, three verses it says for, although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were dark and claiming to be wise. They became fools and engaged, exchanged the glory of the immortal God, for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. And um, that is where, you know, the governor you were talking about, the whole idea that, no, 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 um, even though this big thing happened and even though people died and even though worldwide, like, you know, a, a, a germ brought the entire world to its knees, mm -hmm. right? Even though that just happened, somehow you're going to come away from this and go, no, 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 but I don't need God. We just need to band together. You know, the whole, the whole premise behind prepping is that when the end comes, you're screwed and I'm not bro. Right. The whole premise behind you look at uh, America. Right. And again, right. Like I, I would view myself as a patriot. I love this country. I'm so thankful that I was born here and that I get to live here. It's a blessing. Um, but even in America, what have we done? We've tried to figure out a way to look after ourselves. And then at some point, hopefully we'll be in a place where we can help others. Mm -hmm. um, the whole idea is me, 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 right? The whole thing is me first. Um, and so when, when we think about uh, depending on one another, like that, that is exchanging the glory of the immortal God for the images resembling his creation that he created. He's the creator. He's in control. And here there are going to be those people who are still blinded to that, regardless of everything that has just been happening. In the world. And um, I think that the next verse of the next few words actually are really important for you, if that's you. Um, and it says, therefore God gave them up. I think you can read the rest of it yourself, but that's, that's pretty important, right? I mean, if that's where you are, if you're listening to this or watching and that's where you are, um, uh, screw God. I still don't need him. Is there even a such thing? Look what he did with this virus. He's killing people. Like if that's you, 
understand that, you know, like there's no guarantee he's going to give you a shot, right? Like this isn't just mm -hmm. some dude um, in control of stuff. So, well, and I think tying into that, as far as the exchanging, uh, exchanging that is that what we see happen, especially in times where like, as soon as we realize we're not in control, we try to grab for control as fast as we can, like a, a semblance of it. So as soon as we all understand that, oh no, we weren't in control of our jobs, we go, okay, well, what can we control? Government, please give me money. Like, like you need to take care of me or I'm not in control. So what can I like, so the most asinine view, like example of this is I'm okay. I'm not in control. I'm going to go hoard all of the toilet paper and sanitizer, right? So I'm not in control, but I can control that. So I can't control what happens tomorrow, but I can definitely go buy three weeks worth of groceries right now. I can control that. Like we try to grab for that from a governmental level. I've seen that. I mean, never in our lifetimes is obviously anything like this happened, but as yeah. soon as this happened, we see this from a governmental level too. Like they understand that they are not in control because they, they can't do anything about this, but they grab for control as, as, as much as they can. So now only so many people allowed in a store. Uh, you're not allowed to do this. You are allowed to do this. I mean, instead of, you know, I'm not saying those are bad measures in some regards, but we can see that as soon as you don't think you're in control, you start implementing as much as you can to demonstrate that you are. Yeah. in the positions that you are in control of. So we automatically exchange, hey, we know God's in control or this idea that God's sovereign and we exchange it for no, but we can take care of it. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll put in regulations, rules, stipulations, and I'll, I'll control this instead of turning to God first for his wisdom and then implementing what he's already said about quarantine, what he's already said about disease, what he's already said about you know all of these things. We start grabbing for those things and ignoring that he's already spoken on it in some level. Yeah, and I, I think what another, um, I guess, shoot off of that is that we have um, government trying to, and, and I think, you know, many from a pure heart of, yeah. look, I've been given this responsibility, they elected me, I need to do what I can to take care of them. Um, and to, that's your job, right? That, that's part of what you were called to do in that moment. Um, and what we see, uh, partly just because of the culture in America lately, but just partly um, a bigger part, um, uh, because this is humanity apart from God, is uh, no matter the heart behind it, and no matter how hard they try and how many hours they put in and how many incredible staff they put around them to try and figure this thing out there will always be one side that goes how dare you neglect this or how dare you not do this and the other side that says how dare you encroach on my freedoms and mm -hmm. how dare, you know like there's there's no pleasing anybody no uh, for those for those folks i i honestly if you're a christian and lately you haven't been um compelled more than ever to pray for your leaders you would grieve. Now's the time. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing, no matter how hard they try, they're either going to destroy the economy or kill people. Like there's no good answer there. Yeah. So anyway, that was an offshoot, but that they're, was well, they're all getting to feel like uh, some of you pastors feel sometimes like no matter what you do, if I play contemporary or hymns, there's going to be somebody that's upset with me all the time. 
so they're getting yeah they're getting it from every side exactly so mm -hmm. um and i think um another thing that comes to my mind for uh is for the people who treat this as the wake-up call that it is right is that scripture so i've been preparing things um more long-term as our church goes through matthew and uh, I've just been looking, we're still in the Sermon on the Mount and probably will be for the year almost. Yeah. Um, and I've, so in, in looking at that in chapter six, there's this point at the end when um, we realize that, uh, you know, you can't, you can't live for you and for God, right? Um, toward the middle, I guess. Yeah, toward the, I guess, middle of chapter six, um, Jesus says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. And I think we're seeing that right now. That's what's happening. Like we've, we've all at some level laid up treasures for ourselves here on earth. We've got our 401ks. We've got all these things that we've been, those things aren't bad necessarily. Like by definition, it's, it's being smart to, to steward yeah. what God gives you. But but that's where um, many people have had their faith and dependence, right? And um, so don't do this. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Don't count on that stuff because uh, moth and rust destroy and thieves are going to break in and steal. No matter how much you prep, all you need to do is have a bigger gun, right? I mean, at the end, it's so, um, and, uh, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where uh, neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there will your heart be also and at the end of that in verse 24 jesus says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and money mm -hmm. now you could put you cannot serve god and fill in that blank with literally anything else and i think that dependence on the world on the government on your job on whatever if this is your wake-up call and you're hating that that's something to keep in mind like that's part of the message that comes from this whole thing is look you can't say that you serve god you can't say that you're a christian you can't say that oh i believe in jesus if you don't live like you believe in jesus or god or anything else mm -hmm. if, you know if your treasure is here and it's going to suck when when you realize I'm not in control when something happens and all of it's just taken away because the economy crashed and now you don't have a 401k. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. So. But, and I think like what like you said there is a great verse for always, obviously, but now it's probably more real than uh -huh. time because you realize that one, as a Christian, hopefully it was a reminder to you that none of this was yours anyway. And it was a gift just placed in your hand that you can't hold on to. Like it's it's there. And it's a gift. And hopefully for the world, like when we're talking about what the world should learn, like hopefully that's a wake up call to that was always a gift. And now you just realize it. Right. So your job, that was always, a, that was always just a, that was a gift. It wasn't, uh, I think lots of times we, in times like this, it should really stir up in us that, you know, you don't, I, so here's an example, for example, um, when I was a kid before, like, so when we were going to youth camp and stuff before I was saved, all that, like it was, a, it was presumed to me that like, you know, my parents would take care of me and that, you know, they would, you know, pay for things, feed me, give me a place to live. Mm 
Um, and then when I did get saved in college, it was just a not, it was just a, a grace, a realization to me from God that, Hey, that was a gift to you. That Christian home was a gift to you. Those Christian parents were a gift to you. All of the stuff that you thought they were being just idiots on, that was a gift to you. Yep. Um, and, and that was just in a moment, you know, I just, I realized that, that that was a gift. Now it wasn't that none of that was a gift before. It was always a gift. I just didn't get it till then. Uh, I like didn't realize it till then. And I, I hope that for a lot of the people in the world, even in this time where like maybe that gift that they've always had is gone now. Uh, and that's just a, that's how it is. But hopefully, you know, it's a wake up call to people that's that they realize that that job I had, even though I hated it, <laughs> that was a gift to me to provide, you know, all the, all that stuff that I've been given is a gift to be used for his glory uh, instead of to be used for myself. And I'm hoping that's a wake up call. Cause like you said, it's, it's, it's either going to be, I serve all of that or it, it serves or I serve him. So, and that changes how you live your whole life, like your whole life. We've been reading through that actually in family devotions, we've been going through the sermon on the Mount only we've been going Luke, not Matthew. But um, it, as we've gone through that, that's, I mean, that's what you just see is him. Jesus in the whole Sermon on the Mount is saying, regardless of what's happening, like God is in control. He takes care of you just like he takes care of the sparrow. You know, everything that he's given, that's, it's a gift from him, you know? And so if you think, you know, all the people that laugh, that you think you've got it good, all the people that are wealthy, you think you've got it good, you're actually going to mourn because that's where you put your hope in. Um, so like all of that is just, he just turns everything that we think on our, on its head. It says actually opposite what you think it was. Um, and I, hopefully that's the wake up call for the world that all the security we thought we had in that we, and you now realize that it's actually turned on its head and it was never where security was in the first place anyway, or it should have been rather, but yeah. Yeah. The, the whole idea, of uh, uh, Christianity, um, you're when you're made into a new creation and that's what jesus does he comes in and, and just completely transforms your life not makes you rich and you win the lottery and you're never sick again but just transforms your heart you're a different person right that's why they call it a new birth you're you're a different person than you were and when he does that essentially jesus like in the sermon on the mount one of the things that you take away from that this is jesus introducing this new kingdom and um, inviting the disciple of Jesus, the person who puts themselves aside and decides I'm running after you completely uh, full bore. Uh, he's, he's introducing the disciple of Jesus to this new kingdom and this new way of life that is completely the opposite, like you're saying. Um, and part of that is understanding like nothing in this world is worth living for mm-hmm. um, apart from God. And um the whole book of ecclesiastes we see the wisest person apart from jesus christ who has walked the earth okay um king solomon we see him dance for uh, for almost 12 complete chapters around everything in this life is worthless everything is meaningless you know i go out and have fun great it it doesn't matter what has actually happened there who cares you know like the meaning of life. He, he talks all about this kind of stuff and how literally at the end of the day, everything is worthless. And then at the very end of this 12 chapters of, of depression, essentially, and this is a guy who had it all, yeah. right? 
Like he had all of the women that he wanted. He had all of the power that he wanted. He had all of the money that he, he was richer than the richest person on the planet right now, based on, you know, if you take into account the inflation and all that stuff that would have been, he, he was richer than maybe anyone in history. And he had all of the stuff that we just run for, right? And at the end of the day, this is what he said. Um, uh, the last two verses in the whole book, he says, the end of the matter. So after all the crap I've talked about, after all the worthlessness that I've been chasing my whole life, the end of the matter, all has been heard, fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. So that's the point. Like that's Christianity. Like all of the other stuff to you becomes worthless. When God sheds light on reality, right? And you realize, oh shoot, I can't depend on fill in the blank, anything else, any other people, right? Um, then at the end of the day, that's what we're left with. We're either left with completely meaninglessness, <laughs> like nothingness, or we're left with, there is a God who did create this and who did create me, which if you look at all the evidences, you can't get around that. Um, and, and this God has created me for himself. And that's, and that's just the truth. At the end of the day, you have um, one purpose, that's it. And it's to bring glory to God, have relationship with him, you know, and, and image him as he created you to be an image bearer in the first place. I need an organ. So I'm going to be like, nah, nah. we're going to have an ultra call time, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. I don't, I don't have, I, uh, this is an oddity to, uh, I think you probably understand this about me. My wife understand. I'm, I'm speechless now, so I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> I, you can't be speechless. <laughs> and that's all i got i think that was good that summed it all up um and that's about good time too because the last uh, last episode was pretty long so we don't really go too long on this one but um yeah so there's going to be a point and i think like what, how you just summed up ecclesiastes is great because that is where you will fall at some point in your life. Like you were either going to look at everything and go, well, this all doesn't add up to anything. So why should I try? Which is basically every atheist opinion I've ever heard in my life, which is, you know, it's all meaningless. It's meaningless. So who cares? Or the other side, which is fear God and obey his commandments, which uh, should be the, um, the, the Christian response to that, which uh, oddly enough, uh, that uh, Ecclesiastes was written far, 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 far back. But yet it is the uh, one of, I mean, again, atheists today or ever always end up on that one side of everything is meaningless. So um, this, I think one thing is true, and this will be my last word, I guess, on it as we close out this month's episodes, but you will either end up with this, you know, you'll come out on the other side of the coronavirus and go, well, this just proves that, we're not in control of anything and you might as well live your life however you want because you could die tomorrow. So party on. Uh, or do what? YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. Uh, or you'll come up on the other side going, okay, there is a bigger thing happening here than I've ever thought about before. And I kind of, I want to go after that. Um, and that's going to be it. I don't think anybody will come out going oh, okay that was a little bump in the road because that's a really big hump in the road if you're considering this a bump in the road 
Uh, it's either going to be do whatever you want because you could die tomorrow anyway, or I need to seek out whatever this is that's in control of everything. So, yeah, yeah, I, and this this whole thing. I hope and pray that there are some people that will listen to this that um, are not Christians. <laughs> you know, uh, because this it's this is actually really important. Not that we um, somehow articulated in such a way that everyone is going to go, Oh, I never thought of that. But just, I, I hope that God is a, that God uses this because there's no more important message in existence than this idea that there is something bigger than you. Uh, there is someone bigger than you and he is actually in control and he did i we talked about uh last night with our family devotions we're also in luke and um we went through the moment in history the real event where jesus um was in this boat crazy storm bad deal somehow he's able to nap like he's on melatonin and then these guys are freaking out all around him because this storm, like this is the Sea of Galilee, think Lake Superior, and you're in a boat, and it's pretty rough, and you're like, we're dead, right? And so they go and wake Jesus up, and Jesus wakes up and says, uh, what's your deal? Um, stop. And he just tells the wind and the waves and everything to just stop. Peace be still. And it, it just stops, right? It obeys him. And then these guys are like, oh, my gosh, who, who is this? that uh, we all went around the room last night and practiced our, I can't believe this just happened faces. And mine, <laughs> right? So how did this just happen, right? They're all floored and like, oh, fear came over them, it says. Um, and I told my boys, I said, that, think about it like this. What if God, what if God caused the winds to come, caused the storm to happen, caused the waves to start rolling in over the side of their boat, freaking them out, caused what was going on in the environment around them and the circumstances around them that made them so frightened so that Jesus could stand up and show who God is and show God's power and show how amazing he is mm -hmm. and how control of everything he actually is um, that wouldn't have happened if the storm wouldn't have been there. So, yeah. Yeah, we did a similar thing uh, because now I have more things to say. But uh, we did, we were in uh, actually Luke after the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus goes into Capernaum and the, uh, the centurion sends, uh, you know, people to Jesus. And he's like, hey, don't worry about coming because I know you can just say the word. And then Jesus yeah. uses that opportunity. He's like, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And really just talk through that about the fact that like the centurion, somebody that was a God fear, but was not part of Israel yeah. is the one that goes, you don't even have to show up, just say it. And he goes, y'all don't even you're like, you're looking for like, you're following me, like wondering if I'm him. And this guy knows I just have to say something like, and it's just like that. All those times that Jesus uses those opportunities to be like, y'all don't have any faith at all. And I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, with the big exclamation point, do you have any idea who I am? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I hope I hope that through this kind of conversation, and not only this one, but others like it, I hope that 
people who did not know God get introduced to him because yeah. literally it's the only thing that matters. Amen. On. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us this month. And uh, I'm going to spring this on you, Rob. I'm going to need you to come up with words for an outro here. Are you ready? Well, I do not actually play the guitar, but simply strum words. Just make it up. It doesn't matter. Ready? Here we go. Hey, everybody. Go out swinging. I hope this helped you and I can stop singing. Whoa! All right. Hey, thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you.